Okay, so this is 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of the Son of Jesus, sorry, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. And now, jumping to chapter 4, verse 16, or halfway through verse 16, which says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now we're coming towards the end of our time in 1 John. So if you've just learned how to find it in the Bible, you'll be, you'll be pleased to know that you've now done that. That can be ticked off your list of things to do. Um, and I believe in particular this message is, is, a, is, is something I hope will bring great freedom to some people, um, which is all about love again. Love is the central message of this letter. God is love. Not God is a grumpy old man. We've said this before. Not God is a grumpy old man. Um, no, God is love, but also a grumpy old man. But not, not God is love, but also a stern and harsh judge. Not that God is love and also uh, one who loves to punish us. And not God that is love, but is also really hard to please. But just simply God is love. God is love. That's it. And it says here that he sets, his love sets our hearts at rest in his presence. And if you go back to chapter 3, verse 20, it says, If our hearts condemn us, and I, I laugh when I read that. If our hearts condemn us. <laughs> How many people do we know, and ourselves included, where our heart doesn't condemn us from time to time, yeah? You know, there's that natural tendency to be self-condemning. Um, we can be our, <clears throat> our own worst judge, can't we? A lot of the time. Just, just We just get one thing slightly wrong, and then inside of us as we start to cave in and think oh just, ah, the whole world's fallen down and um, we can be very hard on ourselves in fact one of the things I've heard a lot recently um, people talking about mental health is be kind to yourself be kind to yourself speak to yourself as you would speak to other people you know because we our hearts condemn us and then if you add in just even just a little bit of condemnation from an external source Maybe just somebody even, maybe they don't even mean it. They just say something off the cuff and they're not even being condemning, but you take it the wrong way. And that sends us into even deeper spin and then judgment and, you know, we start to punish ourselves and beat ourselves up. And, uh, and all of that distorts our view of who God is. And we start to fear and hide. Remember what Adam and Eve did when they got it, they messed up? They kind of condemned themselves and went and hid from God and 
we withdraw, we become afraid, we become afraid of the consequences. And condemnation can be a very crippling thing. And so often our hearts condemn us, we pass sentence on ourselves, and, 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 and that just happens all the time. But let's hear these words of love from verse 20 in, in chapter 3. It says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. This is the God who knows absolutely everything. He knows everything that you've done, thought and said and when our hearts condemn us because of many of those things, God, he knows all that and he's greater than our hearts. And so God's love is greater than the self-loathing and condemnation that we bring on ourselves too many, so many times. God's love gives us confidence to come before God and ask him for things that we otherwise would have thought, oh, I'm too scared to ask God for that. Because, you know, it says elsewhere in the scriptures, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Not from God. So don't start doing it yourself. Because it's a waste of time. <laughs> Yet we do it all the time. But there is no condemnation from yourself, from God. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. So listen to God's heart rather than yours, if that's the case. Listen to his heart of love rather than yours. Now, does that mean that God doesn't care about sin? No, he, he does care about sin. But you remember that the, the woman, there was a woman in, in the scriptures, she was caught in adultery, and it was a massive big deal. I mean, it's Maybe not so nowadays, but in those days it was just a massive, great big deal. And people were there, they were ready to condemn this woman. They were ready to throw stones at her to kill her. And so this is big, sort of, they, they come to Jesus and they ask him. And Jesus has this way, I won't tell the whole story, but Jesus in the end, he says to the woman, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. It comes back to that order again. I've forgiven you, now go and live differently. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I want to teach you two, two words which begin with C, but they, they're, they're words that we need to get the, 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 the difference between them. One is conviction, the other is condemnation. We're very good at condemnation, but actually if we get good at conviction, we will grow. Condemnation will just get us, bring us down. Because God convicts us of our sin so that we might change and repent and, and be transformed, but he doesn't condemn us. God convicts us of our sin, but he doesn't condemn us. So what's the difference? Well, if you feel convicted, you feel like you want to confess your sin and seek forgiveness. And when you feel like that, that is Jesus speaking. That's a conviction of the Holy Spirit or Jesus speaking to you. That's something where God wants to bring some change in you and, and you genuinely feel convicted of what you've done or whatever you've said or whatever it is. And, and Jesus wants to bring a change. That's a good thing, right? Yeah? Good, good, good. And if you feel convicted, um, th then you know that that's Jesus speaking. But if you feel condemned... Meaning you are, you just, you've judged yourself to be without hope, 
worthless, you know, worthy of punishment, down in the depths, and, and just there's just no way out. And sometimes this can be as simple as like, you know, I dropped a cup and it smashed on the kitchen floor. You know, and if you're having a bad day, you end up just like, I am just the most useless, worthless person, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> there is no hope of, you know, saving me from hell because I'm, I smashed a mug this morning. And that kind of, does anyone feel like that sometimes? And it just ruins your day, you know? If you feel those kind of things, that condemnation, that's not from Jesus. It's pretty simple, really. Conviction or condemnation. And I think we just need to be more discerning in ourselves where these things are coming from. And you know that condemnation, that comes from different voices, doesn't it? Oftentimes, sadly, it comes from our parents. We, we learn that kind of response. You know, you, you smash the mug. <laughs> what do the parents do? What are you doing, you stupid idiot? Or whatever, you know. And that's sometimes just a response, isn't it? I don't mean parents. Or sometimes it's not, sadly. Or it can come from our teachers, um, our peers, our culture. I mean, th- these words of condemnation come from pretty much everywhere else apart from God. Where Jesus says, I, I don't, I mean, so we're talking about smashing a mug or caught in adultery, but yet Jesus still says to the woman caught in adultery, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. <clears throat> so if our hearts condemn us, remember God is greater than our hearts. Because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then we jump back to that bit in, in chapter 4. It says, in verse 16, it says, God is love. In verse 17, it says, Love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. See, the freedom from condemnation we have in Jesus through love gives us confidence on the day of judgment. The scriptures teach us there's going to be a day of judgment, a day of reckoning of our lives, a day when we stand before God and give account of who we are, what we've done, etc., etc. Now, for many people, that will strike fear in their hearts because they have the wrong idea of God. And the wrong idea of the gospel. Because if we have the idea that God is love, but when it comes to judgment day, he kind of takes off the mask. Ha 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 You thought I was love, but now I'm judge. You know, and everything changes. And he becomes an angry, vindictive, ruthless, merciless judge. <laughs> then we have good reason to worry. Do we not? I mean, we would rightly be afraid if that were the case. And again, we sadly receive that idea from an imperfect model of love, perhaps through parents and teachers, etc., etc. But God is love through and through. Not just now, but different later. Not just he's love until he starts judging and then just, well, let's just throw the love out the window and just get judging. No, his judgment is love as well. And it says here that in, there's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out all fear. All fear. Because fear, it says, has to do with punishment. And so the message here is that God's loving judgment is not to do with punishment. Ooh. That's, that's a radical way of... <coughs> 
I wonder if our, how our judicial system would be system would be if our, the judgments on people was not to do with punishment. That doesn't mean to say that things aren't seen as wrong and right and justice isn't, isn't administered, but actually in God's way, in his loving way, it's not to do with punishment. God is love. God is all love. His judgment is not separate from his love. It is a loving judgment. And if we know the gospel story, God sent his son, who ended up on a cross, and in Christ's love we find forgiveness as his, our sin is put on him and the judgment is passed there, which gives us great confidence on the day of judgment on us and ourselves because his judgments are love in Christ. So there is no longer any threat of punishment hanging over us if we're in Christ. Isn't that good? Yeah. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're still fearful. You're thinking, mm, mm, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure. God is love, but hang on. There's no threat of punishment hanging over us for if, if we're in Christ. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That doesn't stop on judgment day. Instead, love, it says, has been perfected in us. And actually, as you read 1 John, you realise that as we are loved, we start to love. And that, rather than condemnation, conviction starts to, to, to change us in repentance and renewal and restoration. So to conclude, just know this, that perfect love casts out all fear. Where there are fears in us, particularly in our relationship with God, if we are fearful, I pray you know his love. Because fear has to do with punishment. And in, in, in God's judgment, loving judgment... Yes, there will be refining. I was wondering whether I should give this example, but let me give this. Let's imagine God is a musician like me, um, and and he's putting on a big concert. And Judgment Day is like the big concert, okay? And his children, um, he says, "Come, I want you to prepare a piece of music for Judgment Day concert." Yeah, interesting concept. But anyway, it was just my idea. And let's say Abby, who's not here this morning, she's not very well, but. Um, she could have prepared a piece of music, but instead she bakes a cake, which is quite Abby, um, as you know. Um, come the judgment of that concert. Now, if I'm honest, a cake in a concert ain't much use, right? In fact, let's, it's, a, it's an expensive concert hall. They don't allow food in. So I have to, a bit like an airport, we have to leave it at the door and it just gets chucked in the bin. That's, that's the kind of judgment on, well, this is, let's refine this. Let's come and take, uh, I'm still loving you. I'm st- you're still my, my daughter. You're still welcome to come and play in the concert, but the cake isn't part of it. So God sort of judges our, our, our actions and our and our and our ways and on the day of judgment in love and says well I'm going to refer- Paul talks about this we're saved but this, our stuff goes through the fire we go through the fire it's a loving refining fire and actually we don't need cake we want in this instance music <laughs> that's a terrible example but I hope you kind of understand that there are just some things that just God doesn't well yeah that's wrong but we don't need it so we're just going to burn it up and, but you're going to come through and you're going to be refined and you're going to be what you need to be in the kingdom is to come does that make sense am I making sense I wasn't planning on saying wasn't planning on saying that but 
There you go. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. I'm not going to punish Abby for making a cake. She just didn't bring the right thing. It's just fine. So I still love you, but it just gets left behind and, and what goes forward is love. If our hearts condemn us, he's greater than our hearts. He can cope. He can cope with our hearts. So let's pray to wrap up. Let's pray. And I want to pray for a ministry on of ministry of the Spirit. For for all of us and there'll be for us there will be bits of us that are just fearful. We're like Adam and Eve and we go riding, running off and hiding in the bushes and, and God's love says, No, I want you to be with me. I do need some things to change, but that's fine, even if they don't change, I still love you. And and actually by the Spirit you will start changing in my love. And where there's that self condemnation, I'm not good enough. Uh, I've done too much wrong. Oh, I can't. I'm not lovable. No, actually, God is greater than your heart that says that. So let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, extend. Let us know the extension of your love to us. Where our hearts are, are just so corrupt and condemn, we condemn ourselves. I pray. Give us a real ministry of your love today let us know that where our hearts condemn us you are greater you are greater always greater always greater than our hearts come holy spirit and i pray where there is that fear because we've just got the wrong idea of you then let perfect love cast out all fear absolutely all fear lord And I pray, pray you'd really help us grow in the discernment between condemnation, which is from the accuser and from within us, and a conviction which comes from you, a, a refining, pure, judging, loving judgment that comes on us, that, that convicts us to be transformed more into your likeness, more into your image, that we would be more like you, that we'd be more in your love, that our love for one another would be greater and stronger because you're changing us into your image, into your likeness. And that we would have that peace that we can come before you and as we're being transformed that we're better come before you without fear and ask you and seek you for all that we need. Lord, secure us in your love now. In Christ. Amen.